Oh, wait. Wait, it's working. Now, can you hear me still? Yes. Okay, somehow we did it. Somehow we did it. Can you remember what we did? <laughs> you were in Zoom first, and then you opened up Audacity. Okay. I thought I had Audacity. I thought I had Audacity open already. That, well, anyway, but we we got it working for this time, and what a great opening for the podcast it is, Ben. Uh, hang on, because I am not starting this over. We're gonna gonna go. Uh, have you been recording this, this whole time? Done. Uh, just uh, you when it, because yeah, just when it started. So we are we're forty forty six seconds in to the podcast. I'm which, eight minutes in. On December twenty third, twenty twenty one. Hello, Ben. Hey, Paul. How's it going? All right. Still dealing with those issues. I'm going to hang up. Yeah. Um, still <laughs> dealing with those issues, those audio weird audio issues with Audacity and Zoom working together. For I whatever reason. I do um, think it's Zoom's fault, actually. Um, so we'll just have to Fight agree to, to disagree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, hey, uh, almost Christmas Eve. Christmas will be over by the time people listen to this. I yeah. hope that your jolly times occurred. Yeah. Hope everybody had a good time. Yep. Once again, uh, you know, we're saying Christmas. Christmas is a thing. It does exist. Neither of us are denying that. And you, you can say happy holidays, but Hanukkah is already over. So it's Christmas time for the people that celebrate. You know, this is another thing. I don't know about you, but, um, the whole you can't say Merry Christmas, what can't I say Merry Christmas now, you know, whatever. Yeah. Not really around for this year, mostly on my Zoom calls and things of that nature. People are just saying Merry Christmas and they aren't and they aren't pausing and saying, Can I say that or anything? They're just saying Merry Christmas to people. Well, the war on Christmas has always been sort of a manufactured um, exactly. outrage piece. Yeah. Uh there so, was a, somebody on Facebook, a friend I, who I can't remember who it was, posted uh, some sort of meme that said, you know, you, p- say Merry Christmas. If people correct you or say don't say it, then don't say it. You know, people aren't offended when you say Merry Christmas to them. It's just, you know, if they don't celebrate Christmas, they'll, you know, they may tell you and you should be a good person and, and uh, you know, respect their wishes. And then somebody, another Facebook friend was like, look. I am offended when people say Merry Christmas and went on to list all the ways Christmas has wronged them. And like things they were, cause they're, they're Jewish and you know, grew up in a very Christian neighborhood, I guess. Yeah. And so like forced to do, forced to do things like in school, like forced to sing Christmas songs at right. in the school pageant, you know, that kind of thing. I get that. So, well, yeah, and, and and here's the thing: if it's a it's if it's a um, I guess this is the thing is that I, as as you know, Ben, I have been wronged by by several Christian institutions in my life. Don't feel great about them sometimes. Yeah, but when someone says "Merry Christmas" to me, I I do this. I say, "You too." <laughs> And what I'm really doing is I'm talking about the band, you know, Bono, The Edge, Adam Clayton, the and other, the other guy. guy. Oh, sorry, the other guy. But uh, but yeah, and and you know, I believe was you two part of Band Aid? 
I think they might have been. Did they create Band-Aid? YouTube, YouTube fronted some event. I don't know. I thought, I thought uh, Bob Geldof started Band-Aid for some reason. Anyway, I don't keep track but, of these but, things. But uh, Band-Aid famously, do they know it's Christmas time at all? Which was a problem. Uh, and you know the the so the big thing is though that yeah I don't I don't worry too much about it myself, but uh, I I can understand why uh, you wouldn't. Now, famously, uh, we are having Christmas tension. This Christmas, I think I might have mentioned it before. If I didn't, wow, amazing no, that I didn't. You talked about it. Normally, I would. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so the the family is is not meeting. And one of the things that I found out, interestingly enough, uh, for those of you who have already been following this, uh, there is a a person. I'm not going to get all the way into it this time, Ben, because we're keeping it light. We're keeping it light for the... There's uh, someone that other people aren't um, too enamored with this Christmas, and so uh, there are going to be separate celebrations, one where the non... Uh, the persona non grata will will be uh, having Christmas with my parents, and the rest of us are having Christmas with my nephew. It's a whole big deal. But here's the thing that I found out about. The persona non grata, Ben, not yeah. vaccinated. Have I mentioned that already? Oh, really? Uh, if you have, I had forgotten that little detail. Now, here's the interesting thing. I found that I found that out afterwards, and the Midwestern, Midwest nice person in me was like, well, why couldn't <laughs> I have found that out ahead? Then I could have said that that's the reason we're not visiting. <laughs> um, which is That's rude. the reason why it's- my family's not getting together this Christmas. Oh yeah, that's right. You mentioned um, so so yeah. It is kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. And also, you know, my my parents are elderly. Are now, they, they've gotten I'm their assuming, shots and the yeah. I'm assuming your parents are vaccinated. Yeah, and and boosted and all that. But still, yeah. it's a little mm, not great. I would be concerned. Yeah. Oh, so hey, uh, guess what? It's time to play. Ben gonna guess the news now. Ben, you might already know this. You might already know this. During an interview, former President Donald J. Trump caused a little bit of a stir amongst his supporters when he admitted what? I believe you are referring to our former president admitting that he got his booster shot and was booed by the audience. Oh, no, this is, uh, yes, but this is a little later. Oh. In uh, fact, this is in an interview is... with Candace Owen. With Candace Owen? Um, is Owens. it where he said Owens. vaccines were mankind's greatest achievement? He, 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 uh, the, the clip that I saw, he both um, bragged about how, you know, how the vaccines, and this is true. I am not begrudging him this. During his presidency, these vaccines came to market faster than people had anticipated. Absolutely true. But he also said that they worked. (laughs) That they worked. Because um, he said, uh, she said, more people are getting COVID now uh, under Joe Biden. uh, And they're getting more vaccines. So there's there's a speculation that vaccines, and he cut her off. 
and said they work. They work. Vaccines work. Which was I- which prompted uh, a a a medical person that I follow on. Well, I don't follow them, but you know, you know those people. No, you don't. You don't because you're not on Twitter. But I, I mean, uh, on uh, TikTok. TikTok. But you know how there are people, Ben. You live in a large city. There are people in a large city that you don't know, but you see them all the time, and they're not. They're not like your dentist or your your barista. They're a person who just happens to always be in the same building that you're in. You're not sure exactly who they are, why they're there, but they're your, they're your, oh, you're here again, nodding buddies that you have. It's, it's when the, uh, the simulations generation of NPCs just lags a bit and hey, reuses ben. character. Ben, don't, don't come on my corner, all right? This is, <laughs> that's my bit. Don't. <laughs> no, but seriously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's like that. You're like, what is this person also doing here and you recognize them you see them enough you don't know their name you don't know really what they're doing or whatever public transportation is a good example of this Uh, a fellow person they're on your route you see them all the time you nod this is kind of the same thing on on tiktok there are these people that you're not following but you see their stuff all the time and there's this one medical professional who stitched that that's how i saw it today and there you go. That was that was Ben gonna get the news, and Ben I, you got it. I think I did. I I did get it. I I did see. Um, I didn't see that. I did. I just saw like a headline on Reddit that said uh, Trump says blah 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 blah. Uh, vaccines are uh, mankind's greatest achievement. I don't know if he's talking about vaccines in general or the ones for, uh, COVID-19. I also you saw kinda, that, uh, You kind of think it's probably the ones that he was somewhat involved in. in yeah. I mean, if, yeah. I also saw that, uh, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki, like, thanked Trump. Probably in, like, a sarcastic way, I'm sure, but, again, oh, I just actually, saw, I just saw the you headline know, that said you know, Jen Psaki does this. I caught that, and it wasn't actually. It was. It was good. It was a very good, um, savvy PR thing where <laughs> where where she, she, yeah, she she you know did a sort of a good on him. He he did the right thing. I think that that was what she said. Something to that effect. Uh, so yeah, kind of kind of cool. Um, don't know what's happening. Uh, I'm not. I'm not really big friends with anyone in that camp anymore. Don't know how that's affecting what they think of him. I don't know. Well, uh, I don't know. Because they'll just move the goalposts because that's what they always do. If, if, if Trump comes out and says, look, take a vac, you know, take your vaccines. Let's get this thing under control. His supporters are going to try to find his supporters are going to like the phrase move the goalposts i hear that a lot because it's what republicans and, and conservatives do all the time when confronted with things uh, that that makes sense to the rest of us but hey look if they move the goalposts and get vaccinated and like and like here's the thing if they say oh i was always going to get vaccinated and then they get vaccinated i'm fine with that i'm fine no, no, with no, no. where the goalposts have been moved right now it's not where it's not because the um the uh uh vaccine hesitancy for um, conservatives who are following right-wing media who tell them to be wary of the vaccines, they're just going to say, well, I don't want the government telling me to do it. 
I don't. I, I want to do this on my own. I, I don't want the government mandating that I need a vaccine so that I can go to a restaurant. Yeah. Well, and in fact, I mean, I, I'll tell you this for free. You probably already know this. There are many uh, government adjacent companies and things like that that are are mandating their employees get vaccinated because they want to remain in the government's good graces. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one of those situations where, unfortunately, there's no... Well, I say unfortunately, but whatever. There's no voluntary, um, like, you 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 can opt out and say, well, I have a religious or medical reason why I can't get the vaccine. But there's no way to really know what's what, as far as that goes. And that's going to be really um, tricky, because if people start saying... Well, I need proof of what your religion is. That's that's yeah. a problem, you know. When and again, the... with the ADA, it's like, uh, you know, I need proof of, of your disability. Well, you know. Ugh. Yeah. When and the that's... 2021 school year started back in September at the UW, they said that um, uh, incoming students and returning students um, needed – uh, to take the vaccine unless you have a medical exemption, a religious exemption, or uh, um, some other reason you don't want to take it. And you went and to like, UW, right? Well, then there's no man- vaccine mandate for students if they can just say, I don't want to take this. You went to you went to UW. I did. Right? That was your... Yeah. When you did, you had to have some vaccines already, right? That was the thing when I went to college, you had to, you might not even remember it, but. Honestly, I don't remember, but I did have to prove that I had my MMR vaccine for a job where I went into schools. Yeah. So I had to have my, fortunately, my dad had still had that somewhere. I called him up and I'm like, do you have proof that I had my measles, mumps and rubella vaccine when I was a kid? Yeah. And yep. So that's, you know, that's one of those things where, um, and like I said, when I was in the Air Force, we got all kinds of stuff shot into us, <laughs> you know, and what's this for? Um, you know, they might have even told us, but, you know, you're in basic training, so you're not getting all the sleep that you would normally want to get. Yeah. Everything is kind of a haze. And, you know, so. So, yeah, I'm not too I'm not too worried about it. Um. But I am worried enough about it that, yeah, it's it's a little if if this weren't already happening, I would have put my foot down and been like, we're not going out there. And, you know, well, I and, mean, you know, the severity of Omicron seems to change day to day. But right now it's like it's very infectious. It spreads very rapidly. Um, that's what I hear. Some of the, uh, like, some vaccines are more effective against it than others. Uh, which I, ones are more effective, do you know? It changes all the time. Like, a couple Medical weeks ago. Medical advice from Ben Lawrence. Here we a are. Cu- Sorry, A couple ben. weeks ago, I heard that the Pfizer vaccine was more effective against it. And then, hey, like, hey. a couple days ago, I heard that the Moderna vaccine was, was uh, more effective. And oh, then, no. you know, they say you can mix and match. And that's that's most effective. Huh. The mixing and matching, this is interesting you mentioned it, because I know that they were doing that in Canada, and some people from Canada were complaining 
that in the U.S. they didn't uh, like it, like when they were trying to do travel and stuff like that. So interesting. It all depends, I'm sure. Uh, and who knows? But all I know is that I have my, I have both my Pfizer and my Pfizer booster now. So that's that's where I'm at. Yep. And still, um, you know, I I did a I did a TikTok where I was like, look, I don't, even if it doesn't protect me, um, the one thing that's good is that I'm I'm helping protect people who can't get the vaccine. And this guy wrote in and said. <laughs> You're not helping anyone. You're still a carrier. You people are so stupid! Exclamation point. And I deleted his comment because I didn't want it up there to be, you know, yeah, uh, false. This is something that people uh, talk to me about. Not a lot of people, but some people. Um, the fact that I delete a lot of comments or delete my own posts or block people on That's TikTok censorship. Like I do it too much. But here's the thing. Um, I I would rather block someone than have an uncomfortable conversation with them. That's just the that's just the manner in which if I could block people in real life, you know, you would be I'd have you, <laughs> Betty, Jennifer, Andy, you know, probably not. Here's the thing. My parents, I wouldn't even they'd request to follow me. I wouldn't let them, <laughs> you know, those sorts of things. But yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be open to a lot of people. Man, could you imagine? Could you imagine Ben not having to deal with most people in the world? That would be nice. That's why I don't work in an office. I would. I would. Um, I would be pressed if they wanted me to go back to the office. Here's the thing, and and you know, I know that I talk about this a lot, but. The difference between me working from home and me working in an office, the, the, the benefit that it has done for my career, because all the weird things that put people off about me are <laughs> muted when I'm on the, uh, you know, they can't see my face. They can't. Right. I mean, I will, I will say this. I am, I am embarrassed about it, but. And I don't know if this is if this has come up with you and other people talking about me, but this is true. I will stare at people, like stare at them in a way that makes them uncomfortable. I, I can't help it. Once that. I know, once I know that I'm doing it, I try to stop. But it's just a a uh, a thing that happens when I'm when I'm on the other end of a phone and there's no camera and I can't see the person, they can't see me. That that part staring gone, uh, not respecting other people's space as far as their office goes. I used to you just come often, in and drop a deuce on the ground and then leave. Well, drop a deuce, no. But I would I would come in and start talking to them about whatever problem I have, <laughs> and then they say, "Paul, can this wait?" And I go, "I guess." And then I look, and there are three other people in the office that I didn't notice. You know that kind of thing. All of those things gone because I'm working remotely and I'm using telecommunication things. Yeah. Uh, much better. So if they if they want me to come back into the office, my question to them is, do you really? Because you may not. <laughs> well, also, and, it's, that's, that's a harder proposition for you, isn't that right? Because your office is not in your city anymore. Well, yeah, that's the other thing is that I would have to move. And yeah. this is one of the things um, Jennifer is talking about, and she's right, 
right, about how we should be in a larger place than we are right now. But the thing is that this contract that I'm on is going to end, right, around the same time that Betty graduates from high school. And when Betty is no longer in high school, Jennifer and I have talked about moving to another place, like another place entirely. And so I don't want to move this year, you know, just to move again right? a year later or whatever. So, so I'm trying to hold off if we can. And the thing is, you know, this is, this is one of those, um, those things of if, if I were to put in effort to clean and tidy up and, and, you know, get things out of walk, the house might feel bigger, the house (laughs) might feel bigger. Yes. So that's, that's my own, that's my own thing. Hey, speaking about, uh, my time and what I do with it. The the um the D and D thing went very yeah, well. I was gonna bring I that am, up. How did how did you feel that about that? I felt I felt really good about it. Now, of course, uh, you know, Ian, the the guy who kind of set it up, uh, we're having a post mortem about it, and he said it went well. Some things could have gone better, and and instantly I'm like, what do you what do you mean? What what <laughs> could have gone better? What? And that's what the post mortem's yep. for. But I mean, honestly, here's the thing: if anyone who was a player has stuff that they want to have changed. And and we do things in a different way and all that. I'm all for it. Love to hear it because honestly, the, the thing I see my job as a, as a dungeon master game master is, you know, to give them a, an adequate place to play. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the main thing. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to be open. I'm going to be collaborative. I'm going to be, you know, all of that. The thing that I don't want to do, and I don't think I don't think it'll happen, but there is also a situation you've 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 dealt with this before, especially when you're dealing with improv type things. The the more people try to tweak them, the more people get in their heads about it, and it stops becoming effortless. It becomes like a um I don't know how to say it. A Say what'd you say? Effortful becomes effortful. Yes, exactly. And you're like, you're you're thinking about all the stuff you're not supposed to do instead of thinking about your task <clears throat> in the thing. I'm hoping that's not the way it goes. Obviously, you know, we'll see. Yeah, I don't. I think everybody had a lot of fun. Um, I think what I don't know what Ian is referring to as things that could have gone better. We had some sound issues. Uh, but that's just because, uh, the microphones we had were made for that kind of thing. Well, the um, one, the one thing that, um, that I said, cause Steven asked me also, like what could the, could have there, could there have been something else? And I mentioned that apparently we had to reboot the computers Yeah. every so often. If that could be, um, yeah, and that Less. was the other thing I was going to bring up was that we had some technical issues that didn't get in the way of the stream uh, because, you know, it's not like we were in the middle of uh, middle of something and had to stop because the stream broke and then had to send out a brand new YouTube link to everybody. We, you know, we did have to take a break. I think we were only going to take one, but we ended up taking two um just to to restart the software had to restart the computer the first time and then just the the software just the software uh, so 
so the the one other thing I I just thought of now as we were talking, and I I don't like I don't like this suggestion uh, because the problem with it is that then it would mean that there's one person who wouldn't be able to take a break. But if the if the smut could happen during the break, then there wouldn't be dead air between stuff. Yeah. That's the other thing is because that's when you lose people, in my opinion, during those breaks. Some people go away and they never come back. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think the, I think the, you know, you could have a dedicated smut reader who's not a player. That way the players can take. Yeah. Yeah. That might be, that might be worth it. I don't know. I'm just, that, that would be the only thing Uh, because it's not like if we're streaming, right? It's because that's the other thing is that maybe at some time there would be a thing where there'd be an audience, which would be crazy, but it could happen. Um, what I was going to say is there's no, there's not an audience. So you need an intermission for the players. Yeah. But the people that are watching the stream don't need to like get up and stretch their legs or whatever. Cause they have their, their device. I mean, they, I think everybody at one point got up. Yeah. During the game. Yep. You know, just and, because and that's, four hours is a long time to sit in those Oh, well, no, no. We had, I mean, we, when I say no, no, I mean, we had planned breaks for them. That was a, a thing that, that Ian talked about. Maybe we didn't advertise it to the people or to the, to the group, but that, that was, that was a known, a known thing that we were going to do from what I understood. Which was take breaks? Take, that there would be breaks for people. Like yeah. individual people. Oh no, no, for the whole, for the whole. No, yeah, of course, but oh, what oh, I'm, oh, I see what, what you're I'm saying. saying. This is, yeah, this is me. I'm not, I'm misunderstanding you. I'm, I'm with I'm, you now. Yeah, what I'm saying is that people just, people were told that they could just get up if they needed to, and everybody yeah. did that at one point or another. Sorry for my confusion. I yes, absolutely. Ah, uh, there's no way. Ah, uh, we can't cut that out. This is me. Getting getting a thing wrong when talking to Ben <laughs> about a thing. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, I think it. I think it's fine. How did you Sorry. like the uh, the interruptions in terms of like ha- having to modify I, the game based okay. on uh, donations? I I very much played up annoyance at the interruptions. <laughs> um, there there is one thing that I will say, and this is. This is a bonus for the people listening to the Goody Lawrence podcast. Um, I, I personally, as someone who listens to actual play podcasts, I don't like listening to combat. So whenever there was combat and we were doing combat, um, I was I was thinking that everyone was like, "Man, I'm like, oh man, they're not going to necessarily like this thing." So when so when we were fighting things. And and things came in, I was like, "Oh, this is going to extend this combat thing even more." Which I don't know though. If people, here's the thing, and then this is what I'll say. This is maybe one reason why the postmortem will be good. If people like the combat, right, then that's good because the one thing it does is it stretches the story out for sure. Yeah. And there were some things that happened during combat that were funny. Also, I don't think I don't think for this thing you need to stretch the story out anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was well, no. plenty. Uh, 
Yeah, that and that's the thing is that there's tons of story. Um, I I completely misjudged how quickly people would um, would burn through the the stuff that I have. There's lots of stuff. There's lots of stuff. I will say that um, this is not lost. We are not we're not flying by the seat of our pants. There's a there's a mystery <laughs> that has been baked into the town, and they are on the on the cusp of it. Is what I'll say. For sure. Right so, um, yeah, the the cope the problem that I the thing that I did that was wrong that I will I will not do anymore because the hellhounds they appeared right where they were at, right? And I when the kobolds showed up, I was like, okay, the kobolds are going to be inside this this area. And so when they go here, hey, that's where the kobolds were. The red dragon's going to be in this area. So when they get there, that's where the red dragon is. Next time, I'll probably just have them show up when they show up. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was good. I, I had a lot of fun. Also, the players are so great. Yeah. All the all the different things that they think of and stuff. And you saw one of my tendencies, which is if somebody has an idea and they want to do something, saying no to that is stupid and dumb and I hate it. Right. So all of uh, all Sarah Nine stuff about I what I'm what I'm doing now is I'm thinking okay how do I keep those hellhounds around because as far as I'm concerned their backs <laughs> is hellhounds now we just have to to figure out exactly how to keep them from killing the rest of the party and stuff like I that. I mean, yeah, unsurprisingly, I, well, I wasn't really paying attention to the story or what was going on. Yeah, I was back here just trying to keep everything live yeah there's not a lot of there's not a lot of stuff um to really to really know uh, basically all the food had been stolen from them uh they er, yeah here's a here's a recap all the food had been stolen uh there was a there was a bandit who was trying to get food from them but then when they went to get the food all the food had been stolen bandit ran out uh there were kobolds underneath the the tavern then the kobolds had stolen the food somehow. And then there's a red dragon in with the kobolds. And these deep gnomes, who are enemies of the kobolds, had smuggled in two war horses somehow into the kobolds' cav- uh, cavern and had, or the tunnels. And had the war horses stomp on all the kobolds' eggs, effectively killing a whole bunch of their children. Right. And the last thing where the thing ended was the red dragon had charged uh, some of the players who were down in the tunnels with killing the kobolds. I mean, uh, killing the whoops, killing the deep gnomes, or stopping them from uh, stomping on things. And that's where we were at. Yeah. And your party was split up, right? You had some yep. people in one place and some people in another. Yeah, and that was a design flaw on my part. Um, I didn't, I didn't think that the trap that I had would go off before everybody was down in the tunnels. Ah. So the way that they got into the tunnels uh, was closed off. But there are other ways in. Um, and and you know, stupid of me. To, and this is this is again the way that my brain works. I could have just said that the hole was bigger, 
I didn't have to say that the hole was smaller, but there was a secret there was a secret door that you would find that would have opened up into a larger thing, but the ceiling had already come down by that part, and that was where that other door went into. Anyway, again, just private stuff with you and me. Nobody else has to know about that. <laughs> but as the dungeon master, you are God and can decide. Yes. That's right. But even even God should be beholden to, you know, some rules. Even if they're rules that God makes for himself. So yeah. So that was fun. I don't know. Um how was how was it seeing all those people? Was it more people than you had seen in a while or certainly more more people that I'd seen in one in annex in a while. Yeah. Was that was it cool where the yeah, With the so, old I mean, it, social it instincts kicking in. I didn't in? really get a chance to socialize because I was working, but uh, afterwards, um, like nobody really hung around. We were we basically just like put the expensive stuff away and got out of here. Ah, uh, uh, um, see, yeah, I mean that's I guess that's part of it. I'm used to spin the bottle stuff like that where we would hang yeah. out sometimes afterwards, no, that or else happen. I would leave immediately for work. One of the or two. I'd have to I'd have to drive you home because you wanted to go. Oh yeah. That's right. Oh, Ben, thank you so much. Those were nice times for me. Anyway, for you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, so what are you doing for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day? Um, and Boxing Day. And Boxing Day, Christmas Eve. I'm uh, taking Blair to the airport. She's going to a family vacation. Oh, in where to? Southern, Southern California somewhere. Oh, that's nice. Uh, their family always goes away for Christmas. Um, because her family's Jewish and they don't celebrate Christmas. So yeah. So they always get out of town. Um, that's that's not bad. That's actually kind of a great time to... Well, uh, travel during Christmas, I don't know. I, I know. know. See, so that's that's it's a big thing this year uh, because of a lot of different factors, but mostly... Uh, the Omicron variant. Yeah. So, anyway. So, after that, I'm so, probably going to hang out at Annex on Christmas Eve. And then... Are there, are there other folks showing up? I don't know. I've, like, one company member posted on Facebook a couple weeks ago, or maybe, like, a, even a week ago, saying, hey, is there Christmas Eve movies at Annex? Because I normally do that. Yeah. Um... And I'm like, all right, whatever, sure, that's fine. I'm not doing anything else. And then this, and then some people piped in, like maybe they'll come or they because of we're I'm going to be showing Die Hard, Mad Max Fury Road, and The Thing. Oh, nice! Because The Thing is now a, a, a Christmas movie because it's a bunch of people locked away in a snowy location who don't like each other, trying to figure out who has a deadly virus. <laughs> um. Oh man! Spoilers for the thing. Uh, did you hear the 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 one of the hypotheses about the end of it? Uh, I've heard a lot. What are what were have, you talking you about? Have you you've seen it, right? You've seen yeah, it? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when when they they do a shot, right? They do a shot of some kind, right? Yeah, they they're both... drinking out of a flask. Right. So the the idea. Is that maybe what's in the flask isn't alcohol? Mm. And so that's why that's why he's watching 
to see how the person reacts to it. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. I hadn't heard that idea. The uh, the one that um, I really liked was that uh, you could see Kurt Russell's breath because it was so cold, but you yeah. couldn't see the other guys. Oh, that's very nice. That was an indication that he was a, a, a thing. So anyway, uh, so I don't know. I So the person who originally... Uh, asked about this has now bailed because it's uh because of omicron and they don't yeah now no longer feel comfortable so i just i just wrote on facebook i'm gonna be here because i want to watch these movies anyway and i'm not doing anything yeah. so i'll leave the door open come by or don't that's if you're nice vac- a... if you're vaccine boosted yeah but it's not an official party kind of thing uh and then on christmas day on saturday yeah saturday I'm heading up to my sister's place in Mill Creek. Mill Creek in uh, Washington, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. It's it's near Everett. If you know where Everett is, you know where. Yeah, Mill I Creek do know is. where Everett is. Yeah, I yeah. used to I used to live in that area. Not not Everett uh, for that long, but I actually lived in um, uh, what is it, Clinton? And the did you uh, live in Clinton? In the in the island, right? When I first got to Seattle. Ah, um, and so I would, I and so I didn't I didn't live in Everett, but the person who I lived with worked in Everett. It was Troy Lund. I was living at Troy uh, with Troy Lund. Oh, in Clinton for a little bit we know when Troy. I first got there. Yeah. Um. So that was that was kind of interesting. Yeah. So Troy and I, I I think you know this already. We went to college. Uh. In uh, Columbia, Missouri together. Yeah. And uh, while we were there, I just got some August Wilson stamps at the post office. And uh, Troy and John Hamm alternated roles in Joe Turner's Come and Gone. Mm. Which is pretty which is pretty cool. You know, it's funny. I don't really consider Troy and John Hamm to be um, uh, the same type of actor oh and they and they played this role completely different um but it was pretty cool you know to to see that to see that happen and uh yeah i also saw um john hammond mad woman with shio and i think he was in assassins too i want to say I think I told you that we're uh, Blair and I are, are rewatching Mad Men. Yeah, you mentioned and, that. Uh, we've just finished season four, uh, and that's where I stopped watching. So the rest of the show is going to be new to me. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, um, I'm digging it again. I mean, I, I saw it when it was airing originally. Um, so yeah, but. We have to get the DVDs from the library because the only way to stream it is on Prime Video through IMDb TV, and it has ads like a lot Wait, of really? commercial breaks. Yeah. You'd, what about AMC? AMC Plus doesn't have it. None of us have a cable. Neither of us have a cable subscription. No, AMC Plus is a uh, is a is a channel that you can buy through Amazon now. Oh well, we haven't done that. And I'm not going to buy another service to watch one TV show. AMC Plus is great, though. It, it, it's it got all The Walking Dead. It's got a whole bunch of... Like, if you get AMC Plus, you also get Shudder. 
at, hey, this is now an AMC Plus this, stand yeah, account. This, this, uh, today's podcast is brought to you by AMC Plus. Yeah, I I don't know. I would get rid of I would get rid of Disney Plus before I got rid of AMC Plus. Sorry, Disney Plus. It's true though. Are you watching um, Hawkeye? I have. I yeah. I have been watching Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye is a Christmas movie. The th- the three uh, first three episodes of what I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Episode four is out. I saw episode four. Um, Which is funny too because uh, Hawkeye was uh, taking place the same day I was watching it. Like five oh, that's days crazy. before Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Um, succession on uh, on um, HBO. HBO Max. I just w- watched the last episode of that. Yeah. I uh, hear that's really great. It's really great. Yeah, I really like it. Um, I also saw The Matrix Resurrections. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm back and forth on it. Wait, is that the fourth movie? The fourth. Yeah, the fourth okay. movie. It's already on HBO Max. Uh, is it? Back in... Yeah. Wow. Yep. You could watch it tonight. I probably won't. I won't say anything more about it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you know, it's... It's uh, it's part of that universe. And <laughs> it's it's got some self-aware parts that I like. I did not. It apparently has a severe lack of Lawrence Fishburne. Oh yeah, yeah, he's not in it, um, which is unfortunate. Yeah, spoilers for him not being in it. I don't know though. The guy who plays uh, Morpheus. Oh, uh, okay. More spoilers. Uh, anyway, you that, get that, that in guy. The trailer. That guy uh, uh, was the guy who played uh, John in Watchmen. Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Yeah. He's that good. Guy. He's. I want to see his uh, Candyman, which I think might also be on a- HBO Max. So I might watch that uh, tonight. I'm thinking. He was in uh, something but, else recently. I want to say he was like in like Lovecraft Country or something. I yeah, he was in um 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 um, not not Lovecraft Country. He was in something else though. Well, hold on. So he was, yeah, I'm not going to look it up. Not going to look it up. Staying true to the show. <laughs> but, um, so the other thing is, I don't know if I've talked up BritBox to you at all. I know what it is, but I don't know if you've talked about it to me. All of the Doctor Whos are on BritBox. Ah. Um, all the ones they know of. Well, all the ones that, that weren't destroyed, obviously. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, Pyramids uh... of Mars... Which was the first Doctor Who I saw, the first show other than Sesame Street that I ever saw as a kid. I think I talked to you about this before. When I was a kid, uh, I thought that the TV channels, when you turned them on, the show that you wanted to watch was just on, right? (laughs) That's true now. Yeah, exactly. I was able to watch Sesame Street, and Sesame Street was on... You know, and and so my dad would would time it, and then he would say, "Okay, you can start watching Sesame Street." And he would turn on the TV. Sesame Street would be on, and I get to watch it for an hour, and then he turned the TV off. So I thought that that's what it was. Channel Nine was Sesame Street. You turn it on, Sesame Street is on. So I was being babysat. It was at night, and I said, "I want to watch Sesame Street. Can I watch it?" And she said, "Yes." 
So I turned on Channel 9, which was Sesame Street. And <laughs> it was Doctor Who. <laughs> it was an episode of Sesame Street I'd never seen before. And afterwards, I was watching Sesame Street with my dad. And I was sad. And he was like, what's wrong? I'm like, I don't know. I like it in Sesame Street when the robot comes out of the bookcase and kills a guy. <laughs> And he had no idea what I was talking about. And for the longest time, Ben, I thought that I was crazy. <laughs> and then as a teen, I finally watched Pyramids of Mars. And I had this huge thing of deja vu. And I realized that was what I had seen when I was a kid. And so now I can watch it again. And it's kind of cool. And funnily enough, uh, it has a version of the Knights or Knaves logic puzzle in it uh and it goes like this there are two guardians and two switches one switch frees a prisoner the other switch is instant death one guardian can only tell the truth the other guardian can only lie you are allowed to ask one guardian one question what question do you ask right and then um, later on, Labyrinth used it for something. Yeah, and, the door uh, knockers. Yeah. Right now on D&D TikTok, there's a bunch of people who are arguing about what the right answer is and, and how... You mean what the right question is? How players can use it. Oh, Ben, you're correct. Yes. What the solution to the problem is, Ben. <laughs> uh but it got me to to um, to buy more logic. I love logic puzzles. It's one of my favorite things, Ben. If somebody says, "Oh, we want to buy Paul a gift, but what what can we get him? Get me a book of logic puzzles. I'll be happy." Logic puzzles. Yep. Going back to uh, Yahya uh, Abdul Mateen. Yes. Yahya Abdul Mateen. He was he plays Cal Abar. He also the reason where I recognize him from was uh, he played Black Panther's founder Bobby Seal in The Trial of the Chicago 7, which is uh, a there movie we go. on Netflix. Yes. About the tri uh, what is it about, you might ask? Well, I'll tell you. It's about the trial of the Chicago 7. Oh, and, and let me also say, um, apologize, spoilers retroactively for Watchmen. Um, you're not supposed to know that Cal is John... If you haven't, if you haven't watched, I think Watchmen the statute yet. of limitations is passed on a TV right. show that aired two years ago. And if you're not watching it, why? Why not? What do you? I mean, it's great. All of it is great. The musical score, Nine Who Inch watches Nails, Watchmen. Yeah, me. Ha ha. Oh yeah, and wow, prescient. All the masks and things like that. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Um. Oh, speaking about COVID, Ben. I saw a very uh, sad TikTok that somebody did. They had... Um, you, do you know about stitching? Do you know what stitching for a TikTok is? I think I do. It plays a little bit of it, uh, of one TikTok, and then you can add your own thing to the back end of it. Yeah. So a guy stitched a thing with him from January... I mean, sorry, with him from December 2020 where he had talking about how weird it is that he can't smell anything. Oh, and then he talked about, uh, how he was, 
he had just eaten now and then it was from him from from now he had just eaten two little debbie's nutty bars and they tasted like a firework smells after you set it off really and it's been a year and he was not doing well he was completely did you get the sense that he was not doing well for the entire year or would was he better and then he he got sick again his the impression is that he is he is having lingering effects from covid that have not Long gone away covid i believe they call that yes his taste has not returned to him that's basically oh man that's terrible yeah i mean that's that's one of those things of of that's a weird disability to have but we're going to run into people that have that where it's just the enjoyment you used to get out of food because of the way that it tasted is no more. Yeah. But we're all going to die eventually, Ben. That's the bright side of things. That's the, uh, we're all just, we all, every year we pass the anniversary of the date of our death. That's we right. Just don't know it. Hey, hey. Um, and, and yeah, the, the, the phrase that, uh, I keep reminding myself of temporarily able-bodied tab was uh, Terrible at least in, in vogue in the 90s as uh, in um, disabled culture, uh, using that as um, a way to refer to people who were just walking around. And it was temporarily uh, differently abled, abled came, became part of the vocabulary around that same time and ADA came on around that same time. Lots of changes with the way that that was, that was used. Yeah. Handicapped became disabled, became dis- differently abled. I don't know. Well, I don't even and, know what the proper thing to say now is. Handicap was even a cover for a worse word. That was that. Yes. And used. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Saying that now. Oh, oh, uh, had had a little bit of a, a talk about language with people, boys or girls, men or women, a man or woman. When a man or woman does, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. And people were talking about how, you know, it's unnecessary and and enforces a gender binary. And I, I had to put on my old guy hat and go, you know, that was actually progressive for its time for one time. The, the stuff would just say, when a man buys this video recorder, he will do this, this, and this. And there I'm, there was... Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I'm hearing a lot of that in Mad Men, actually. Uh, because, you know, it takes place in the 60s. And a lot of the times when they refer to the uh, the customer of certain products that they're selling, they they specifically say, well, who's your customer? What does he do for a living? Yeah. Exactly. And that, when I went to, I think I mentioned this before, when I was trying to get into Stevens College as one of the the male acting students that they had there, um, and I was so close, I was so close, but my grades weren't high enough. And the guy who was uh, pushing for me got mad at me because uh, he didn't know that my grades were so poor. So when I, when I, got, when I got put into that situation... Um, all the brochures were, 
when the student gets to her dorm, she will do this. I was like, that's that's weird. Yeah. And I realized that it was because I was so used to seeing he everywhere. Even at that time. Even in the in the early nineties. So yeah. It's weird. We've been around for a while now, Ben. Four and a half decades for me. Yeah, enough to see some changes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like where we're at. I like the changes that we've had. <laughs> um there have certainly been some some great changes, but I think uh, you know, we're certainly not done. Here's here's the an example. This is this is a great example. I was overjoyed to find out that the woman who said that she mistook her gun for her, her taser and shot a guy was convicted. You don't are you not familiar with the case? I th- uh, I I have forgotten this case. I I think I did know of it at one point, and now I'm starting to connect the dots. Where I saw a, a headline today where uh, somebody was convicted in the murder of somebody else. Uh, a police officer, last name Potter. I do not remember the police officer's first name. Shot a suspect, and claimed that she had mistaken her gun for her taser. Yeah. And the the defense had her dressed like a like a grandmother, and she cried when she was on the stand, all that kind of stuff. And people were were, you know, surprised and happy that she got convicted. I do and, remember when this story first broke. A lot of the commentary was, "How do you mistake your gun for your taser?" Right, the grips are different, the weight is yeah, different, all exactly. that kind of stuff. You wear them on on opposite sides of your body if you're following protocol, all that kind of thing. And I was like, you know, well, this is great. Uh, you know, the, you have uh, justice. And then I realized, I'm saying that this is great. When in fact, what would have been great is if the incident hadn't happened at all. We're we're at a better place where you can actually get convicted for killing someone right. when you've killed them, but we're still not to the point where people aren't getting killed. Right. So it's only somewhat great. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of that um that I I still, you know, constantly. It's gonna be a constant struggle to work through all the stuff that you and I were just indoctrinated into because of, you know, when we grew up and how we grew up. I, I got into uh, a discussion with people about um, the, the the gender divide, the gender segregation in sports, mm-hmm. you know, and some people are still like, well, you know, men are just stronger than women. It's a fact. And it's like, okay, <laughs> okay, but me... I'm a man, right? And the WNBA, and we're playing basketball. Yeah. Who's winning? You know, and they're like, well, yeah, but think about it this way. All of the other basketball players can beat the women basketball players. I'm like, all of them? Are we sure? Right? So we've got Michael Jordan back when we were, you know, of more paying attention to, I don't know, maybe you pay, pay attention to basketball more than me. 
But you got Michael Jordan, who's really, really good. We did go to that really, basketball really game once. What's that? You and I did go to that basketball game once. We did go to that basketball game. I remember I I looked all the players in the eye. And I was like, <laughs> I, them uncomfortable. I made eye contact with all sorts of basketball players today. <laughs> and you're like, how is that? Okay, great, Paul. That's good. Good to know. Something to that effect. But But the basic thing is that Michael Jordan is better than a lot of the other players. Yeah. Michael Jordan still gets to play <clears throat> basketball. In the same way, if you had a NBA, just an NBA, not a WNBA, but just an NBA, not segregated by gender, you would have female players playing in the NBA. You cannot tell me that every single male player is better than every single female player. There has got to be some difference. You know, yeah. the best player on the WNBA is going to be better than some players in the NBA. And I would assume that the it, everything would balance out so where you wouldn't have, like, a team of all, like, guys. Right. And a team of all women, and they played each other. You know, right? Exactly. It would be it would be a leveling based on on um, merit, and you would have men and women on that team. The yeah. thing that I bring up all the time when I talk about this is you had boys te- boys basketball and girls basketball. Uh, I was horrible. I was on the boys basketball team. If it was a meritocracy, I would not be on the boys team ahead of any of the girls on the girls team. <clears throat> They would all be ahead of me. And the way that I know that is playground rules for games. What happens? You have two captains, right? There are no adults there. You have two captains. Captains choose who's going to be on their teams. I was always picked last. And we had boys and girls playing. (laughs) That, to me, just lets me know that, you know, the whole idea that it would be all boys and all girls equally, if you're going by talent, is bull. I am the exception that proves the rule. Wait, no, that that's not how exception that proves proves the rule works. I am I am the poster child for not all men are better at sports than girls. Sports, I think, more than anything, take the longest women. to institute uh, structural change. Right, w- women have started to be. Um, football referees, like for the last couple of years, every once in a while, you know, there's a there's a woman that's on a ref, uh, one of the referees, and you know, it's, it's fun to see, you know, because like th- this one I'm thinking of has this long blonde ponytail, so you know it's her when she runs the ball and marks, you know, what down it is. But it was only like this last season or last year's season. I think it was last year's season. I think it was 2020 football season where w- one game fielded an all-person-of-color ref squad. Interesting. 2019 was the first time, or 2020 was the first time that it, that had ever happened. And so and if you start, you know, um, desegregating gender in professional sports, that is a long uphill battle, I think, both by the players, the owners, and the fans. Yeah, the fans, the fans even more so probably than some, you know... Some players anyway, but the and then the other thing is this: um, the big brouhaha about trans players 
if you have if you don't segregate sports by gender, it's no longer an issue. Right. You just have players, which That's... is I think how it should be. But and then that again, is, that 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 also has been blown out of proportion by right-wing media in terms of like scaring people about uh, transgender people. I think I that, saw I saw something like more Republican lawmakers have been accused of sexual assault in bathrooms than transgender people. I believe it. Um, why? We, <laughs> but here's the thing, and this this is what it all comes down to. In my opinion, in my opinion, the reason why there's a gender binary in sports, why there's segregation by gender, the reason why trans people get so much pushback, all that is because, and I say so much pushback, uh, you know. Actual physical harm, threats to their life, things like that, is because a lot of our institutions are built on a power dynamic, are built on the idea that, you know, the patriarchy, that men should be in charge of things, and then they're just reinforced through the institutes like football and and yeah. <laughs> segregated bathrooms, all that kind of thing. <clears throat> To the point where, yeah, it is revolutionary to destroy the gender binary, Ben. And some people who are reactionary will fight to keep that from happening. And with that, uh, <laughs> we end another podcast. Uh, you'll you'll note that uh, my kid's There's taking no the day off. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Uh, not. It's not happening. Uh, and I said, and this is the thing. We had a conversation. It was like. Can I not do it? And I'm like, of course, of course, of course. So who knows if it will ever happen again? We will find out next time next on the week. Goody Lawrence podcast. All right, Paul. Just... Well, in the meantime, I hope that you keep it wrong. Hey, Ben, I hope you also keep it wrong. And also, Ben, yeah, happy holidays. <laughs> happy holidays, Paul. I hope you have a Ta- wonderful holiday season. And if you celebrate yes. it, Merry Christmas. Ah, uh, YouTube, and uh, and we will talk again before the new year. Is that right? That is well, right. Well, yeah, yeah, next Thursday. If you're yep. still on for that, I will. Yeah, we'll we'll talk next Thursday. Yep. All right. See you then, Ben. Keep it wrong. Bye, bye, Paul. Keep it wrong. Yep.